covers local football in this great town of ours as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills highs and lows of my team Hastings United on the show this week myself and Leon round up week 36 of the Hastings report and then we have the SBTS fan round table and it's a bit of an emotional one Super Gary Elfrick the Hastings manager just resigned that afternoon we tried to make some sense of it current ongoing situation that we feel as the fans and we have a few smiles towards the end enjoy grassroots football fans and over to week 36 of the Hastings Report it gives me great pleasure to introduce week 36 of the Hastings Report with my wonderful co-host uh, Leon Pettit uh, ESFL veteran uh, Leon how's your week been yeah all good yeah very very sore after playing the first 90 minutes in must have been about a month and then obviously a few beers down at down the old town for bank holiday, so I'm feeling feeling it, but all good. Yeah, and that was a charity game, wasn't it, Leon? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I had this um, support kick about the Hastings supporters in the morning, and then a charity game in the afternoon. So yeah, just don't know why if I haven't played in weeks and why I do that to myself. But there we go. You do it for charity. Yeah, That's exactly. what you do. You, you do it for charity, part. mate. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, it's nice to have you back. So we crack straight into first of all. Let's talk about the SCFL. Obviously, uh, congratulations to Broad Rajiv going up and commiserations to Crawley Down Gatwick, who uh, lost 2-0 to Sutton Common Rovers in the interdivisional Step 4 and 5 playoffs. So they will stay in the SCFL, unfortunately for them. So move on to the MSFL because SCFL's done. The MSFL and in the, uh, on, the, on that Monday, the 24th, it was a Mid-Sussex Charity Cup final for Hollington. They faced Balcombe. Uh, and Hollington didn't really turn up for this one. Uh, it was a bit of a horror show at the back, uh, for, uh, particularly for the first goal, for Balcom's goal. Oh, and also Balcom had a goal disallowed in that first half. They then added to that lead and it looked like it would finish that way, uh, 2-0. Joe Kalambai and uh, Danny Ellis in the space of two minutes put this game into extra time. So that was 2-2. Balcom took the lead again in extra time and then Hollington left it absolutely nearly... Well, absolutely late again, uh, and they equalised through Lee Carey, funnily enough. But they got to pens and tragically lost 4-3 in the end. Uh, your thoughts on Hollington uh, losing another cup final? Yeah, a bit of, bit of a surprise, really. Um, bit of a Obviously, I know they, they've won the league, but it feels a bit anticlimactic, really, because obviously the way they won the league, it was through the opponents pulling out, which, I've, you know, I've... I've Bit, bit playing that game where you can win the league, it feels like a cup final. I've, you know, I've been there before. So, and then yeah, the other two cup finals of they've been in to lose is um, yeah a shame. But 
obviously, you know, they're still going for the hundred percent. Um, so they are the um, they are undefeated record, I should say, in in the league. So there's some, it's still got something to play for. Yeah, it'd be nice. That's at the Gibbons this Saturday coming. Get yourself down there, right? Okay, so then we move on to uh, the Saturday, 29th. It was uh, Willingdon 4, Settlescombe Rangers 5. Uh, ben Stedman got five goals for Settlescombe. Uh, Willington's goals from Tommy Cormack with a hat-trick and Casey Damien Lee Ryan. Just before this game happened, uh, first-team boss George Driver and assistant Michael Cook announced they were stepping down. And what, what, Anything to that, Leon? Or do you think it's just they served their time? Just moving on, or do you think they're off to somewhere else? I don't. I don't really know. I just imagine they've probably felt like they've taken the team as far as they can. But yeah, okay, yeah. So then on the again on the Saturday it was Battle Town one, Hollington two. Paul Rogers getting a brace. Paul Rogers getting those points for Hollington, and they're one game away from an invincible season, as we have already mentioned. Yeah. Then we have uh, Balcom two, uh, Westfield three. Uh, Alfie Simmons and Sam Willett getting a couple of goals. Um, Balcom's goals were from David Keane and Jamie Weston. Uh, Westfield were down two one at half time, but they responded magnificently and finished their season in a very respectable fourth place. That's just my opinion. And then we go to the Monday, uh, Bank Holiday Monday, just gone. Um, we had uh, Settlescombe Rangers again in action against Robberfield, and they won three one. Got a little match report here. And they uh, welcomed Robertfield to Oakfield in the final game of the 22-23 season. A number of unplanned changes to the squad meant that the contrast to the young team we put out on Saturday we were far more experienced. However, in keeping with tradition, Settlescombe were carved wide open with five minutes on the clock and found themselves a goal down. Robertfield continued to turn the to turn the bat line and attempted to play amongst the long grass in the wide channels. Slowly, the quality of said midfield began to take control of the game. Captain Harry Hazlovic, undefeated since taking the armband, hit the post off some good football down the left side. Fortunately, this athletic winger, wingback, did score shortly afterwards as he overhit a cross, which nestled into the back of the net. Opening and closing his account for the season. <laughs> That's quite funny. Uh, second half, Nathan Pagden, reinstated between the sticks, pulled off a smart save down on his right. George Brexit Dean scored a well-placed finish after a goalmouth scramble, which nearly saw the said spurn yet another chance. Finally, the icing on the cake when management favourite and man of the match, Lucas Zon, scored late and bringing a close to the final goal of the driver Cook reign at Saddlescombe Rangers FC. So, that is that. And as I say, yeah, it's a fairly respectable in the end 10th place finish, I think, uh, Leon. They had quite a good, decent last last month really didn't they yeah I was about to say it's a nice little finish uh, finish of the season for them after um, we've obviously commented so many times throughout the season uh, they were so unpredictable um, could never tell if they're going to win or lose and they've had a up and down results wise but um, yeah nice little finish and um, who knows who who the new who's going to come in you know the new management coaching team and see how um, the club will club will push on if they'll carry on bringing youngsters through the youth system so um, yeah we'll be watching with interest how the yeah. how the club's, club progresses. Yeah, watch this space. Just say on the MSFL front, as the last fixtures that will be played are both both on Saturday that involve our sides. Obviously, it's, uh, Battle Town have got Lingfield and Hollington have got Ringmar. So if you're about, please get yourselves down there and enjoy the last games of the seasons for those teams. All right, so we move on to the ESFL Prem. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, Westfield Reserves versus Bexhill Town. Westfield put up a, a strong fight against top of the table Bexhill, but Elliot Matthews' goal for the town sealed it in the end. Um, that was the Tuesday game on the 25th. On the 26th, uh, the Wednesday, uh, Rye Town got a home win against uh, Rockinore because Rockinore couldn't sp- uh, raise a side. Uh, again on Wednesday, it was uh, Roberts Bridge United versus Punnett's Town. It ended 2-2. I don't know what's going on at the punnets as this was uh, the first of two surprising results uh, from them in this week's report. Um, held to a draw, held to a draw by the bottom club Robertsbridge. Uh, quite surprising that one. Again on Wednesday, Bexhill WAC seven, Hawkehurst United nil. Uh, Roche Wells, who got a hat trick and the man of the match, uh, James McCraw with two, uh, Ben Ferguson and Zach McHenry getting the goals there. Then on the Saturday, the luckless Hawkehurst were facing Sidley United. Uh, they went down 2-0. Daniel uh, Gojan and Lewis Wade with the goals for Sidley. Um, uh, Rockinor, uh 4. Uh, Robertsbridge United, uh, 2. Uh, Robertsbridge's goals were from Owen Palmer and Danny Turner. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Rockinor's goals aren't on uh, any social media uh, that I've found, and I do try. Uh, but it's nice to see... Um, well, basically be able to put a side out as well uh, and winning, which is uh, very handy. Uh, again, on Saturday, Punnett's Town nil, Crowhurst nine. Uh, unbelievable scoreline there. Um, bit of a nightmare week for the Punnett's. Uh, the goals from Reese Johnson with a couple, Dominic Clark, Sean Leonard, the, the Scracy got a couple, Aaron Scrace got a couple, uh, Nathan Harding, Tom Fraser-Bates and Jeremy Tate. As I said, yeah, not a good week for the Punnett's. Um, and they also face Crowhurst in the ESFL Challenge Cup. And that is tonight. And that's down at the pilot field. Uh, so hopefully that, that result has nil-nil down to penalties written all over it. <laughs> after that result of the weekend. Uh, obviously, you know, the game's one to forget for uh, Punnets, but a glorious for Crowhurst. Then in the uh, uh, on Saturday in the Macron Store Hastings Cup, it ended Bexhill Town 1, Rye, nil, Rye Town 0, nil, which is... I thought Rye would win that one, but uh, well done, Bexhill Town. Yeah, tight, cagey game, and basically Bexhill nicks it in the end. Uh, Borna Totter was there, sent a few lovely tweets in, which is, uh, you know, a top man that he is. Uh, it was obviously quite a tactical game, shall we say. Right, so let's move on to ESFL Division 1 uh, in the Robertsbridge Charity Junior Cup at Sandhurst, who'd like a bit of silverware this uh, this time of year, um, won five nil against Orrington. Uh, Thomas McClintock, James Found, that's that net. Uh, John Billsby with two, and James Hooson getting the goals for Sandhurst. A fantastic week uh, for them, um, and a very comfortable win. Yeah, that was on the twenty sixth of April. Uh, on the Friday, twenty eighth of April, um, at the Pilot Field, it was the ESFL Challenge Cup uh, between Div, Div One and Two sides. Pesh Hill nil. Uh, junior club tackleway two. Um, got Joe Adams scored and uh, Asher Grindle, who's given me a little bit of an insight into his goal. Uh, Asher uh, assures me uh, it was a genuinely a worldie uh, uh, cut in at the edge of the box, one touch, and then pinged it into the far corner top bins. Ninetieth minute to seal the game as well. Uh, how modest of Asher there! I'm sure that's exactly what the goal was like. I'm sure there's. Plenty of witnesses up there to um, to back him on that. <laughs> right, and uh, that was on the 28th, so the 29th, the Saturday. Uh, it was uh, Sandhurst 1, pass and move arrows nil. Uh, 
And again, James found scores and uh, that is the Division One title for Sandhurst. So well done them. Uh, James found is also the top scorer in the division with 34 goals in 22 appearances. It's a ridiculous amount of scoring there. Uh, and well done to him and Sandhurst. Uh, yeah. Again, on Saturday, Battletown Reserves 3, Little Common Reserves 6. Uh, Nicholas Kavanagh with 5, the Little Common, uh, Rise Jones with the other. Uh, Chris Nolan, uh, Curtis Richards and Tyler Smith, the goals for Battletown Reserves. So we move on to Division 2. Uh, Parson move seconds, uh, 5, uh, Victoria Baptist Neil, uh, Matthew Crutwell, Alex Cunningham, Lee Locke, Jacob MacArthur and Che Winchester with the goals for Parson Move. And then where I thought there might be some squeaky bum time, it was Ninfield nil, Hollington Reserves 5, which, uh, you know, the, for Hollington inflict the first defeat of the season on Ninfield, uh, with goals from Dan Sp- Spice, Jamie Crone, Jordan Ray, Darren Woodley, and Jack Buckley. Well, this could have thrown the title race open, unbeaten uh, Ninfield, given five of the best trousers down, but as results which we'll mention in a moment, it didn't matter. Uh, but well done, Hollington, there. Uh, Icklesham Casuals versus Bexall Rovers um, was postponed. Uh, you said the council was involved with that, Leon. What was what was the thing there? Yeah, you can thank Icklesham Power Council for whatever divine reason they've deemed it unsafe. So, yeah, yeah there's been, I've been a bit funny the last few years. Okay. Do you know when that will be replayed? Or um, I think... Uh, is it 13th of May, Saturday 13th of May they're talking about? So okay. hopefully we'll, we'll get that on. Um, I know the weather's looking a bit iffy next week, so maybe not. But Well, it's nice. this season, isn't it? This season has been a bit, yeah. bit of a but He says something, every, every other game on Saturday went ahead apart from us. So for whatever reason, Parish Council don't. Yeah, yeah so we move on to uh, the Bank Holiday Monday games. Uh, pass the move seconds, nil, uh, Ninfield free. Uh, Tom Saunders, Gary Bryant and Harry Sanders with the goals for Ninfield. And with that win, they are champions. Were we champions, you'd agree, Leon? Yeah, they've been um, solid all throughout the throughout the season, really. Just, like, their results, not really. Like, from, from memory, I don't think they properly thumped anyone, gave anyone a good fashion, but they've just been just constant, consistently solid throughout the season. So um, it's a very well well coached side. They've got, you know, got decent management there. A uh, decent, decent bunch of lads as well. So yeah, uh, well done to him. Yeah, well good done. luck, good luck next season. Uh, so yeah, we've got one last result in Div. Yeah, in Div Two, uh, Pesh Hill nil, Hollington Reserves four. Uh, Jamie Crone, Cameron Woodley, Danny Woodley, and Jack Buckley. Well, they didn't win the league, uh, Hollington, but promotion to Div One is more than enough to make up for it. So uh, we'll see you there. Then uh, we move on to ESFL Division 3. It was again, so yeah, 25th of April, which was the Tuesday, which is the night we were recording the last one. It's on Tuesday, Hastings FA Lower Division Cup, and it was Catsfield versus Crowhurst Reserves. And uh, Crowhurst Reserve done it. It's uh, Harley Millwood and Ben Thorpe getting a goal for Crowhurst with Greg Potter getting a goal for Catsfield. And, you know, Crowhurst uh, retained the trophy. Uh, it's, First, apparently the first side to do this for 11 years. And uh, well done then. Then on the Wednesday, it was uh, Westfield Thirds versus Ticehurst. Uh, George Brown, Josh Givon and Darren Nichols getting the goals for Ticehurst. Then to Saturday, Orrington won. Rytown Reserves won. Uh, Darren Warren with the goal for Rytown and 
goal from Scott Higgs for Orrington. Uh, you'd have to say that right hand, that's two points dropped. Uh, and, uh, you know, barring a miracle collapse from Hurstman Zoo, I think this is theirs now. But that's just my opinion. Um, Ticehurst uh, versus Catsville. That was a home win for Ticehurst as Catsville couldn't raise a side. Uh, Sovereign Saints reserves four. Westfield thirds one. Nicholas Barden, Max Butcher, Wayne Green and Sam Trumbull for Sovereign Saints. Then we've got uh, Hurstman Zoo nil. Crowhurst five. An absolute calamity of a game against their only rival that can go above them really. It's squeaky bum time I feel. Crowhurst reserves goals were from Andy Howe, Anton Neal, Steve Payne, Ben Thorpe and Joe McCarthy. Bexhill AAC reserves two, Hastings Comets one. Uh, two goals by Scott Oliver uh, and the goal for Hobby Hastings Comets was from Luke Darville. Yeah, ESFL Division 4, it's uh, Parsonmouth uh, thirds uh, two, uh, Battletown thirds four, uh, Jacob Waller, Luke Gasson and Kyle McLeod with a couple. Parsonmouth's goals from Freddie Novis with a couple. Um, Hawkehurst United reserves three, Burwash nil, uh, Alfie Field, Luke Thomas and Luke Williams with those goals. Yeah, on the Saturday, it was um, Parson Move, Birds 3, Hawkehurst, United Reserves 6. Uh, the goals for Parson Move were from Harry Fletcher and a couple from that Freddie Novis again. Uh, Hawkehurst's goals from Thomas Allen, Carl Emberton, Alfie Field with a hat-trick and Luke Williams. Yeah, that is that. Uh, unfortunately, no ESFL team of the week. Um, I think that maybe that's been retired. <laughs> so, uh, um, which is a real shame. But uh, maybe a little bit of a rethink for uh, next season. Uh, Leon, uh, unless you've got anything to say, uh, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week.
now what to do now you know this is the end you're wondering now what to do now you know this is the end thank you good night happy christmas bon voyage and now over to the SBTS Fan and Round Table. Massive shouts to Malcolm, Windy John, Willsey, George, Ben for making it happen. Right, it gives me great pleasure to introduce episode 104's Fan Round Table, which was going to be joined by the wonderful Super Gary Elphick, as you can see him over my shoulder, over there. But uh, Super Gary Elphick resigned today. It was today that he resigned. Um, and I think we've got a few of us all here. We've got some thoughts on why that may have happened. Um, I think, yeah, I think we, we, we yeah, I think we got yeah. a few thoughts on that. Yes, yes. I did want to review the season. I think uh, events have overtaken that. I think we struggle to review a season now. This is the last episode before the uh, preseason. Nice. So I'm throwing it out to you lot in terms of how you want to do it. I was thinking, you know, we could just think highlights of his stay. Uh, obviously, I want to talk about why he's gone. Yeah, let's do this bit. Go on, Chris. What have you got to say, mate? What have I got to say? Well, yeah. I d- oh. how, did it, how, how did it all develop? Because there's probably a load of people that are completely in the dark, aren't there? So we don't, we don't, you know, some of us probably know more than others. If I'm honest, I don't. But and there's only so much some people can say, I'm sure. Well, if you, I think if you, if you, it's a deliberate ploy. If you keep dark and then feed them rumours, you can get them to do their their dirty work with with people like the council yeah but I, I don't know there's there's a lot of issues there that's the thing is it's, it might take too long to unpack all this but you know uh obviously if it, according to the social media world uh the reason why gary has gone is because of the council's decision to not give the time kiln which has meant that we stayed at the pilot field which means that we don't have a player's budget that's obviously the rumor i have to say i've spoken to gary uh, both yesterday, today, and stuff. Uh, what me and him have spoken about is staying between me and him because he has he wanted yeah. it that way. So Fair that's enough. that's how that's going to happen. But we still know what happened, which is that a a meeting took place to discuss uh, the future. Obviously, it was in the newspaper. So this is not something that anyone shouldn't know. It was in the newspaper that he was going to talk yeah. uh, budgets and uh, the future, the time kiln or pilot field, whatever. And after that meeting. Um, there was a parting of ways. Okay. Um, and I think he resigned properly today, wasn't it? I, I, yeah. It's been a bit of a bit busy so old day. Both, both him and John, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, for, for the, let's be honest, I don't, I don't want to keep it 100 here. Most of us have known that there's been things going on for a long time uh, through the Chinese whispers. And obviously we've talked to people and, and that there's been issues around um, budgets and too much budget, too little budget. Uh, things like that, um, which I think takes away from what has been in a fan's eye. Other people may see it differently, but in a fan's eye, I felt that we done well considering what we've got. I would, I want to throw that out there because there probably will be a discussion where it's like, well, did we do as well as we should have done? So I'm mean, quite happy to open that conversation as well. I kind of want us to move along with stuff, so I'm, I'm, I don't want to meander on this one. We don't really know anything, do we? We don't know why. Um, I doubt well, we'll be. Oh, I, really? I, I, I know the reasons. Yeah. Right. But I'm not going to say because no. he hasn't said it. And and the club are obviously not really saying anything either, which is classic. Um true. It's same same as it's been since I started following the football club. 
We don't get information. You ask questions, they're not Transparency. Asked. Remember the transparency? Trans- yeah, transparency. Tr- trans something, anyway. Yeah, you're obsessed, Chris. But yeah, just... I just want to wear women's <laughs> clothing, mate. It's I, easy I, to give... It's, it's wear them. Yeah, it's easy to give information when it's going well and when things are happening well. But back right now, we're in a situation where it's not gone well and we're in the dark as to why it's happened. And that'll be the case, I imagine, for a while. I didn't think it was going to be like this, um, but it's, this is, as you know, I've been watching since the 60s and it's happened time and time and time again. Same thing, you just build your hopes up and then suddenly it all just goes... Poof. And well, we had that stability, didn't we? We've had yeah. this, we're, we're obviously where Aggie was around and Gary yeah. for a period of time. Before then, it was what fourteen managers in ten years. Yeah, I know. So hopefully, we're not going to go back to that. Let's hope not. I, just... well, I think the biggest fear is obviously we're probably going to lose a lot of players as well, aren't we? And then I'm not. That doesn't mean anything, you know. To that extent, we can still we got if we can keep the the local kids and all that. We've got you know building blocks, haven't we? But you still need that experience in there. And some of those ones that might go, they're vital, aren't they? Well, it depends on what, you know, the stuff that we kind of don't really know, which is about budget and how much you're going to pay people. Yeah. You know, uh, as you no. say, you know, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys generally. And, you know, if you if that's the way, way we're going to do it, are we, you know, I, yeah. I want to keep on topic. Let's let everyone yeah. speak. Um, ben, Ben's arrived. Ben, oh, um, ben. you got anything? We're just, we're just kind of just talking about our initial thoughts on it, about specifically Elphick going. We're gutted, aren't we? Let's be honest, we're absolutely gutted. We had, we had this uh, like a little togetherness amongst management, players, fans that uh, they always hope for at a football club. Now we seem, it seems to have uh, been taken away very, very quickly. And um, like we all say, we're probably not going to get any answers to it. Um, it'll be very kept in the dark as to exactly what happened. And it's just a shame, really. Um, yeah, I'm gutted because I obviously... Good relationship, uh, just chats after games and stuff with Gary and John and amongst us, us all. And yeah, just seems to be just been taken away from us. But, but uh, uh, the, the, the thing is, when it comes to the club, I think these things happen at a club. This one today seems like um, the knife's been stuck in there, and it's um, and we're just absolutely gutted to be honest. Mm. Yes, definitely. I always say clubs move on, you move on from things like that, but this one's quite a sore one, really. Yeah, it's going to be sore for a while, definitely. Mal, I'll oh, oh, go yeah, sorry, yeah. George. George. Mal, Mal, let, let Mal cover go. Yeah, go on. Um, I'm pretty much the same as you, Chris. Um, I obviously know the reasons why, um, and I know I know perhaps a little bit more than well, I know more than the others because they've said they know nothing. So, um, but it, it happens in football. Um, I think John's been um, been leaving for a while anyway. Um, you know, for other reasons. Um, and, yeah, we, you're not, in football, you're not told everything anyway. And it's mm-hmm. um, it's a business. And at the end of the day, you know, the, the top business people don't don't pass that information down. And Are we dealing you know, with top business people here? <laughs> well, yeah, they don't, do they? Yeah. And at the end of the day, Gary doesn't want to, Gary hasn't come out and said it. No, and, no, and that's good on him. Within football, you know, so, um, you know, you... Sometimes you you keep your cards close to your chest, and you and you know it's um, there's probably lots of things Gary wants to would like to come out and say, but you know football again, like say football's like that. They they um, they don't seem to say what they they actually their heart tells them to say, but you know because um, they stay in football. 
football's a small community. Mm. So, um, yeah. I'll, I'll be, um, in that interview with Nia, it was quite, this was before he was with the owners. So it wasn't out of the question that he would stay there. Um, you know, it was a bit vague at times and he was being very careful with some of the answers. But um, if you just looked at that, you thought, well, high hopes that something will be thrashed out with the owners. And it seems to me that that would have had to evolve about him having a deep budget, further his own career interests, as as he would be doing at, at such a respected manager. And obviously that would be, was it? Uh, which to um, the fact that it's becoming clearer that their objective building houses on the pilot field is not going to be realised. And and that, that's the way it seems to me, reading between the lines. From a footballing point of view, if we've got you know, a manager and an assistant manager who are very good, and I'm sure highly thought of in the non-league football world, if a club higher up the pyramid went and took them this summer for them to work at a higher level nationally, National League South, and they went, I think we'd have all been like fair enough, to be honest than to go and do that at a high level. But the fact that as a club, we can't keep hold of two people who actually genuinely care about the club, seem to have enjoyed it here, um, connected with the town and the club as a whole and the fans. And then they've decided that don't want to be here. It doesn't look good, does it? No. So I know, I'm sure there'll be lots of applications, but and I hope we get lots of applications from the right people who want to want to progress the football club. But it doesn't look good to a well-meaning person if if those sort of people want to want to leave. Well, yeah, and it's, it's and it's why they went. And if they, yeah, you know, someone else talk, someone else talk. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> if there's things to be said, I think people need to need to say them. It's ridiculous that we're in this, this sort of situation as a club, and we don't know even know what's going on with the football club. Transparency, George. It's all about it's transparency, mate. That's, that's that's a real shame, and it's a shame because I, I, you know my personal feelings about it. Uh, I, well, I you just, said you just you you posted online about an hour ago, Bernie and Co. Please go, and I'd love to know why you said it. But I just think they do. I think they need to they need to get shot. They're they're not interested. They're, they're as as Wills has actually pointed out. I think the the time kiln thing isn't happening. I obviously have got the interview with uh, the Labour bloke who was in charge of the sport. That what was happening with the time kiln that wasn't allowed to be aired because the club banned it. I mean that should have been a bit of a red herring. So anyone like clubs banning people talking, I mean, like, and that there's been no conversation. Obviously, we've got people who are involved with the club, like well-meaning volunteers, you know, you know, your Waynes, your Joes of the world and all that. 100% do everything for this club. And I've got a, a million percent um, respect for yeah, them. They're good people. And, 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 and this isn't a dig at them, but they're obviously very much that the issue is that we should have gone from here. And this is why it's all messing up. Which there's a there's there's a part of that that's true, but there's reasons why the time kiln isn't happening, and that will come out when this poxy report that I keep getting told is coming out next week. That never does. Who who's telling you a report's coming out? Uh, well, the council. And they're not releasing it. Why? Well, they're not. It's not because it's just delays, and then it's elections. It's it's the the, the council isn't that bothered about it. Yeah. No, they don't care. No, like, they, they, they don't, no, it's not, I don't, it's about, not about not caring. I'm I'm, not, I'm well. I'm not. I don't care about any politi- political party. I think it's just the nature of bureaucracy. Yeah, the count, successive councils haven't cared about sport in the town, and even oh yeah, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. Even even things that the council and local authorities want to get built, 
like a link road, still doesn't get done because they're useless, like incompetent. Is we have high levels of incompetence in this area, where ever other areas in the country, things get built, um, and things get done and sorted and finalised either way. But here, nothing happens apart from decline and losing losing roads, losing sports teams. It's happened for a long time. So the risk, the risk of spending all that money applying for planning permission. It said in the newspaper article today that planning permission had been it's all granted and there's the there's two different types of planning and one of them hasn't been granted and it's not well, yeah, there's, so yeah. there's that's you know that was a I misleading. can plan to build in your garden, uh yeah. George. That can be but I'm not gonna sell the land to you and I, I don't even well, why not? I don't have a garden, Chris. So I've got a balcony. But, you know, <laughs> Hang on. That's prime real estate, over the that council. Is, mate. We're going but, over the council again. Let's get back to the club, right? Yeah. Let's... Yeah. Sorry. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 worried yeah. that we, we veer off. So yeah. Yeah. But that. But that. Um, but that. And I understand, that. Chris. You're trying to push it in that direction, and I understand yeah, why. But that. but let's say transparency, right? Mm. So what? What do you mean by transparency? What do you want to hear? What do you want them to come out with? Because it, from what from what I see is that they've been transparent. They've um, and I, I'm not on their side, but, but what I'm trying to do is um, no, it just don't matter if you are uh, Malk. You're free I, to talk, mate. Don't be silly. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, they they're here to make money, so yeah. you know my views on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is that they've come monster, out and said this is costing us money. You know, it's coming out of my own pocket. And it's not going to happen anymore, right? So there's your answer to what's happening with Hastings Football Club. Well, then they need to sell it. But who's going to buy it? I'm sure that the people are, are interested in buying Hastings United. We're, we're, we're in, uh, in court, according to some media middle class rags. We're, we're up and coming town. Like loads of fettuccine munchers come here. You know, the, 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 there's money in Hastings, and the, the this sports team. Like like what Billy used to say a little while ago now, you know that this place, you know, it's going places. A little bit of funding, rock it up, rock it up the bum, and and we go, we're going places. And you know, but, but these two have just come in and proved to everyone else out there that would have come in to buy it that it's not. But they had because one you can't plan. make money out of it. They had one plan, and that that's the trouble here. They were never assured of being given the ground to build on. They spent 200000 of the club's money. We're in debt for that amount, for nearly that amount. And that that is the reason. I mean, there was plenty of time for negotiation with the council. OK, they've got whatever reason, they whether it's sort of um, centrally funded problems or too many balls to juggle. But they were the council never said, we're giving you the ground. But they went and outlaid this club's money. And this is what destroys clubs of our level, that that type of waste of money, you know, just for for their their ambitions. And and that that's what we've got to look at here. I'd like to see some transparency on that, because you said about transparency. But, you know, let, let's have a look. Do you know what what was that 200,000? Are the club in trouble because of it? You know, there was some rumour making out that they paid it out of their own pocket. But the club is owing money for that. So, so I, I, I haven't seen any clarification on that. And that would be easy to do. You know, and then there's the other thing. If you had a, OK, you have one plan and they're property developers, etc. But you've got to have a backup plan if you haven't been assured you're going to get the ground. So 
that was the time to talk to all the charities, the Football Foundation, the levelling up, see what could be on the table to actually make something big of, of our ground, you know, to maintain it properly. Instead, the tactic has been to show that rundown. You know, they've tried to say that it's unfit for purpose, to put pressure on the council to, to give them the ground to build it and that we've got to move we've got to move out somewhere else you know and 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 that that to me is there's no transparency they they played us fans you know as they want with whatever they want to release with regard to information well let's not forget eastbourne borough as well well eastbourne uh, why why put fans through that why why say we're going to take you away from your ground this historical ground that whoever fans come here, they you see them taking photos of the ground. There's fantastic write-ups, you know. So suddenly, for, for the sole purpose of using the fans to put pressure on the council to give them the ground to build on, they came up with this Eastbourne Borough thing. And, and, else and never speaking? and they never yeah. applied to the league to ground share. And the league, uh, we uh, we have spoken to the league we 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 know the situation there so they had they wouldn't have been permitted to move because we have a viable ground here is that honestly is that the case i mean i don't know about this so when he says we it's not me and him he thinks i conspiracy theories about me didn't you john i think you're one big (laughs) (laughs) but no honestly so what they, they they said that what is this about we that we wouldn't have been allowed to ground share because we have a viable ground yeah, I mean, you can you can speak to them. You can speak to the. No, no, I'm, I'm asking you. I'm saying, is that is that what you were found out? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. So the league hadn't received any application while we were being told, "Yes, we're moving. We're moving." You know, it's all the big bad wolf councils' fault. This and that. You, you know, and and yet it was it was you only had to dig a bit under the surface. Let's let, let's let some other speak for it. Ben, come on, Ben, John, come on. Anything else we want to add the, to this? The, it's difficult to put pressure on the council when there's no, there aren't no elections in Hastings. It's just not happening next week. So them saying that uh, we're, we're not having a report because there's elections. Yeah, for Rover. For Rover. Uh, Rover. Oh, yeah. we play in Rye now, do we? I don't know. Yeah. I got it. I just love it. Right, I'll tell you, complete, complete disclosure. Absolutely. So I talked to them about two things because yeah. I've heard that they were going to build. Uh, artificial pitches which is what i'm interested in in terms of facilities because i want facilities in the town right yeah yeah that was one strand that they they were building those right and the other strand was what is going on with the time kiln right so the first thing with the the pitches something was supposed to come out about a month or two ago it keeps getting delayed i i I don't trust i don't trust honestly don't trust anyone now not obviously you chaps i love love, love all you i don't trust your dog milk but anyway (laughs) You know, don't the, listen, don't listen, darling. I have my beer, but the that the, 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 there was going to be <clears throat> sorry, 3G pitches built here, so that's the, the one thing that was getting delayed. And then the second thing was this report, which we spoke about, we spoke about months ago in terms of what happened and everything getting laid out in terms of the process of what happened over those six years or whatever it is since the application was first put in. So because they say staff shortages. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I work it. I, well, up until the ninth where I am getting out of the NHS, um, I work, I work in um, public sector and I can say it can be a bit of a pickle sometimes. So, That's about um, it. you know, well, it, it, 
Go on, Ben, please. It goes down to like communication between all parties, really, doesn't it? Because end of the day, facility is one thing that Gary's always banged on about about not being able to train anywhere and things like that. Because why why are they not? Obviously, because things have not been sorted out or been discussed. I mean, it's, he's been frustrated all season about facility, and it, but. He's not going to get an answer because he can't get he can't be get this the 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 state the actual stable conversation with the owners about the the, prom, the promises that he, he should end of the day if, if it's all foot if end of the day put put everything aside if this is just football business Gary Elfrick would still be manager of Hastings and he would be but he's not he can't get the assurances from above about where well, where step where we're going to. Where we're going to be playing and things like that. But why uh, not though, Ben? Because the, Ben, the fun- why not? Why why not? If, if this club is run properly, then the, the season you don't start planning. You start planning before the season's over. Do you know what I mean? So they would have been aware. Okay, what we're not. If we don't get, there must be a plan for. Right, we've got to make the cuts. Whatever cuts we got to make. And you know, we heard Gary make statements about that. You know, being happy to deal with a lower budget. So you know, you. you that should have already been presented. That why is it waiting all the way to the end of the season? You know, because there's there's going to be two versions, isn't there? There's going to be the the version where okay, we're staying at the pilot field, but we've got cost implications, whatever business they want to make up, mm. and 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 this this is our budget, or there's, there's another budget. It's like, because well, top business people would do that, wouldn't they? They would have a plan A and a plan well, B. Malk Malk would because he's a he's a top businessman, uh, an agent, extraordinary mate. I just and for I, me for me, I said this. A while ago, the there are people at the council who would like it if the football club did well. There is a part of the the owners who who would like it if the football club did well, and that was you know evident last season particularly. However, yeah, for those in the council and the owners, their number one priority is not the health and success and progression of the football club. It's not their number one priority. It's in it might be in their priority list somewhere, but it's certainly not number one. So that's fine when it's going well and we get promoted. But when there's a choice to be made, this is the sort of thing that happens when it's not your number one priority. The progression and success of the football club is lower down the priority list and this is what we're seeing. So, so what would the scenario have been? Say we'd won the league this year by 12 points or something like that. Flying. Would Gary still be gone? Uh, of course he wouldn't be gone. And what's the difference? <laughs> well, we could argue... It's, right, I, OK, I'm going to be devil's advocate here. You could argue, you know, we finished eighth, Yeah. On what budget did we do that? I don't know budgets. I, I heard that we had a modest budget, but it might not be modest. If we others. had a big budget, why did we have a large part of the season where we had 11 players on, on the pitch and we had Sammy Adams and kids on the bench? That's not a large I budget. Don't, I, don't, I don't know. Is it? It's just, it's, just of... it, it's not. I love the players that played this season. I'm glad actually we got to see some kids come through and get more chances. But, you know, some of it was out of necessity. And with you know we got we're coming turning up to games in the Isthmian Prem with not a full bench. That's that's not that's not a big budget. I know it's, I don't really want to be. I don't necessarily want us to have a big I, budget. Uh, yeah, you a, think Freddie Leg, Kane Penn, these players that have come in have been brilliant. tremendous. And... Brilliant. Can I just say that if you have a look at, at budgets, really, it's it's more about intentions. I I think really isn't it? Is the main intention to build houses on the pilot field? I know I keep repeating. Always the main intention to have a successful football in the town. And when it comes to holding on to such a brilliant management team, you, you know, they, they've done miracles. They, they got us promoted 
And yeah, but then to be I'll, fair, to be fair, we had a good team already. Basically, yeah, we had the structure yeah. that yeah. Aggie, yeah. and they they followed along those lines. But we got promotion, and then and then there wasn't a you know based. It was basically the same core squad that in somehow going up a division into a really tough division, and still we we in contention for a playoff place right right to the end season fantastic work but this comes a point if where you've got to think about how does how does gary progress you know he and if he's if he's then in a situation where next season where all he's got to look forward to is fighting for relegation yes he'd be up for that and it's a challenge but but you know that that's not what not what he needs to progress his career and and um that's the sad thing, really. We're we're one of the best supported clubs. Um, we we've got no real competition nearby um, at this level, and you know, and you look at a team like Averley, they get a couple of hundred people there, and they're they've they've gone one promotion after the other. You know, so there's there's something about about they, the John behind the whole thing. John Averley do have a uh, shiny soulless ground on the outskirts of a town, though, which is what the uh, Wanted that's all they below 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 what we need to progress up. So progression up wasn't in their minds. No, of course not. And you know it. And like you say, we we've got a real ground full of character, full of history for the town. Um, it should be a listed place. You know, you know, um, it should be protected. And all we've heard is this propaganda mm. falling down. If someone sits the wrong place in the main stand, they'll they'll have the roof fall on them. You know, it's it's they it's um completely hoodwinking people over the last couple of years. Yeah, but Averley are ground share and landlords for Greys, so they make money there. And for both sets or both lots of clubs are using that facilities, um, you know, to to bring money in. So yeah, not next year. I would imagine is quite. Um, is that, quite quite an When you think about it, Malcolm, if you'd you'd had owners that were willing to negotiate not only with the council but all these funds going, the council didn't have to have other plans for the firms. You know, it would it made sense. Let's negotiate staying here. Let's have those those training pitches there. All the other facilities we need. It's now being there's rumours it's being spoken about, but. That, that should have been done then. And I, I remember saying, I stopped Billy Wood. I, he said to me about the plans. I said, what's the plan B? And he said, there's no plan B. So, And this was a, a few years ago, this was. Honest answer from Billy Wood. Pardon? Honest oh. answer from Billy Wood. Well, well, yeah, there's no there's no plan B. And and yet, why? I, what I wanted to see is, is that if they're saying that the pilot feels no good. There's no. It's not worth negotiating that as as an alternative plan or as the plan. Then give us the give us the evidence, not this vague stuff about it falling down. It's passing, you know, and this and that. Um, let's see that plans have been made to look at staying at the pilot field, not not just this one plan about we want to build our houses on this prime real estate. Basically, the bottom line, John, is you just want reasons to trust them. 
Pretty we'd, love to trust them. we'd love to trust them, but they're not giving us any yeah. reasons to trust them. We've not got enough reasons to trust them. So um, that's that's the difficult thing, isn't it? It's, it's hard to trust anybody because you don't, you don't. Obviously, like Malk says, it is a business. We don't need to know everything, but we don't even need. We don't even know like the fine details about anything. We literally know nothing at all. Whereas we should be in the loop about any, like at least a little bit at a time or whatever with what's going on. End of the day, like between, I mean, I'm not as been going as obviously as, as much as you as you boys. Um, but what I've seen in the last sort of season and a half, really, I've seen a, a core of a team go and win the league last year, and also obviously gone up. With full credit to all the management staff have actually got these players playing at the next level up, like this season, and to be so close. Um, and and you can understand and you can understand the, the fact that they they're frustrated. They want they want facility. They want facilities in the town. They want the training facilities to to do the things. And and if end of the day the the owners turn basically turn around and saying, look, this is what this is what we wanted. This we need we need these houses on the pilot field to go to the next. Then but we're not getting it because we're not getting the um the results from the council. Then end of the day, Gary and Meany are ambitious people passionate people about doing the best they can and and going as high as they can and and Hastings was one that club that they really wanted to do it with and they, they they're not going to get the, the the chance to do it now uh, and I think for for me I it's not all about the first team is it it's got so many teams that have done well this season and all that I mean you've look at it this week how many of the academy teams have yeah won cups this week and now it just feels like it's like gradually being taken away because they, they won't survive if it carries on like this. To be fair, John, if, if some of the rumours are true, those under-14s are going to have a shot at the first team come August. Well, yeah. So they, they, could, be, they could be in. They That's could be true. In, That's oh, true. Yeah. Get them on. I'll tell you what, they ain't got any money. I suggest, I kindly suggest for them to cop their rook. From me, I send my love and I say, please, please go. Well, what about, what, what about this money that we owe them? Supposedly from the company's house website. What? What do you? Two hundred thousand. That. Or, yeah. What or, happens with that if they do go? Yeah, I know. This is what sabotages clubs. You know, this is this is puts great risk. There was there was some statement about we need a. Did, did anyone see it? We need a six figure number to get this club a, a good budget for next season. Did anyone else see that, or did I hallucinate it or something? No, I didn't see it. Probably you. hallucinate, John. Yeah. No, I did. You got form, mate. You've got form. <laughs> uh, so, you, so, you and, Denise. Uh, and what I put, I put a comment about it's actually um, six-figure number. Oh, two hundred thousand rings about two hundred thousand wasted on plans that when they weren't given any reassurance that they would be getting the pilot field ground to build them. Okay, we've, that, got, we've gone over about, this before, John. We need to. We need to. Well, I think we need to focus on. Yeah, but you've said this three times. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, yeah. but in terms of the people listening, we're, we're repeating ourselves. So it's, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit concerned. We've not really talked about John Meany and, and I, Gary Alfred yeah, as much as we should have Unbelievable job they've done. Going back to the credit for the management, yeah. um, like like we say, Meany's done brilliant. Not obviously not with just the first team. He's he's working working overtime for the 23s, the 18s, and everything else, isn't he? Um, and yeah. he, and it, it just I don't don't really think he's 
been given the credit that he deserves in in obviously his decision obviously he was to go obviously was made up a little while ago so Malk said but he's been put in a position where it was quite an easy decision to make um and it's a shame you like, like, I don't think he, they have got the credit they've deserved I think they've done absolutely phenomenal Gary and and yeah. John the star um with the pro- progression of the of the team and it's literally close to getting to the playoffs this year it was a fabulous season really with with the tight ish budget what they what you say um that was an amazing season and a, and the development of literally the same core players from the previous season and bringing on in in the younger ones as well so fa- the fabulous efforts absolutely brilliant and we, we can't thank them enough really uh, but that's it exactly ben it's just sad to end on a downer, you know. I mean, yeah, okay. it know, is because we should be talking about what a great season it was. We didn't go up, but we get, we gave it a good shot. We what a great there. segue, John. Let's review the season. Play the jingle, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no jingles. I've got no jingles today. Oh, Sorry, no, chat. No jingles, jingle. Uh, uh, jingle, jingle. I mean, Malk. I mean, you're you're more of a devil's advocate than the rest of us. I mean, you 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 understand these things. It, I mean, do you feel do you feel that it was a good season? Do you think that it should have, from from what we had and from what the budget we had, do you feel that that this is basically what we should have done? Uh, do you think we've achieved slightly more or maybe underachieved? Um, I think we don't. It's been a great season. I think I uh, go on record as saying at the beginning of the season, if we um, if we finish halfway, um, because of the, there's a lot of teams in here that in this league that. They've been here a long time and they, they know how to play the, the league, you know, and to go to them sort of places on a Tuesday night and or them come to us on a Tuesday night, you know, they, they're, um, they're clever, they're experienced at this level. So, yeah, it's been a great year uh, for, um, you know, for Hastings really to, to finish as high as they have done. Um, and, and obviously it's Craig as well. Craig had a cracking season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well done him. And he's he's been of the season, I think. <laughs> it's bit, but geographically as well, you know, Hastings have got to attract, um, you know, to attract the players, they've got to pay pay the money, you know, at the end of the day, and that's that's just just a problem geographically. Yeah, it's um, always been a problem as well. It's, yeah, it, it won't go away either. That's it. That's where we are. No, these um, a lot of these clubs, you know, are closer to London. They can attract the London boys, and yeah, nobody wants to drive a bigger country. area. So I think what what does attract them because we've had some good players from outer areas and from London come down. It is the it's the fan base as well. You you know if you you're going to Averley and you're playing in front of a couple of hundred people and you had the choice of of going to Hastings and you know the great atmosphere we get not only at home but the amount of travelling supporters. I think that that sits for decision as, as well. Um, yeah. And reasons like why Joe Gabode has. Was involved in making the choice to come down to Hastings when he he could have been elsewhere uh, out on loan, and and so it, we've got a lot of pulling pulling power down here, and um, I don't think we get that. And if the if the club works out how to manage the you know off field stuff, then uh, you know there's fantastic potential to for these these crowds to increase. We already you know. Top of of in this area for our crowd attendances. I know we 
because of the Tuesday games we had, we just missed out on topping that table in our league. But but uh, you know, there's so there's so much potential here. And yeah, uh, don't be disillusioned, John. A bigger pay packet is always a bigger draw than I was going to just um, say a bigger that. fan base. Um, yeah. And there's there's been quite a few players that we tried to get hold of, or you know, certainly pre-season and that that have gone elsewhere for a bigger budget. Uh, sorry, a bigger pay packet um, than a bigger fan base. So, yeah, but remember, as well, the bigger crowds, we we are getting through the gate as well, and it's just got to look at how else how else that money can be raised, you know. And don't know how it's been funded. We don't know why we haven't had the money to do this or that. But that's part of the lack of transparency, I think, as well. You don't know how much put, people have put in. We we seem to know how much they've taken out. Did I mention two hundred thousand it at all before? No, no, no. Was no. that fourth time? No, it's the no, it's fourth time. Anyway, it's but what I wanted to say about what was before about wherever you go, you go and see the under eighteens, and there's Meany there. You go and see the under twenty threes. He's there again. You know, not anymore. The, <laughs> think about it. And and it's all the the un, un you know the hours spent that you don't know about, and it's all about. I think half of it is um, man management as well, isn't it? That having awkward conversations or knowing which players you've got to really g up, and other players you've just got to encourage in a different way. And I think I think as a team they've got that, and they've got the respect respect of their players. And they've moved people on when they haven't been up to um, whatever they want, or not not playing for the team, not playing for the, the system. So it's it's a, it is a real shame to lose them. Real sad day for the club, I think, if we're thinking about how we progress forward. So, so do do we think we're all, we're going to struggle to get a, a manager that's similar class? Because they're all going to be in the same boat, aren't they? Same budget, same problems. It, it depends, though, doesn't it, John? It could be, yeah, OK, they see that budget, but they don't know about all the arsake and all the other bits and pieces that have gone on before. Although I'm sure, I'm sure as, they Ma- do. as Malcolm said, that actually, yeah, thinking about it, it's a small community. I'm sure people talk. But, yeah, through. of course they do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take that back. <laughs> I'll take that back, actually. But but there's some people that they need work, don't they? Yeah, they're in for a job. Why wouldn't you come to Hastings? Big old ground, great fan base. Well, I hope we get somebody decent because we are going to struggle next year because that league's looking tougher next year than it was this year. Some of the clubs that are in that league, so they don't look good. We'll see. And I pity George because he's got to find new tunes for everyone. Yeah. I'll take, why don't we move on to some moments of the season? Um, yeah, let's do I've that. got to turn this around. Chris, I, play the jingle. I, I'm fucking miserable. What? Sorry? Didn't you get your money back on the T-shirts, do you think? Didn't get any money back on the uh, Danny Paris ones. Oh. <laughs> no, I've got a Super Gary Elphick one, and then I just wonder whether... Just put, we we had Super Gary Elphick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so well, you can, I'll tell you what for Gary, you cannot take that promotion away. Um, no, top, top man, uh, twice now, twice promoted at that league. Yeah, um, just high in demand. Wonderful moments. Um, I mean, even this season, just off the top of my head, you know, obviously Bishop Stortford, um, you know, the joy that in the bench when uh, we got that winner, uh, Super Popey got got that lovely goal 
that wasn't a cross. That was a he definitely meant to shoot that. And you know, you know, uh, the joy. Tommy Adams' goal before that, that the technique involved with that same game. Yeah. And Joe's just goal. across Joe's just goal across the he, season. Yeah, go on, mate, go on. Just across the season, where you look at teams that we expected to be high up at the you know at the end of the season and end up were being found it really tough against us. Four points off of Lewis, four points off of Folkestone. Obviously, Margate was shit. Got four points off of them, but. Don't, but mate. Terry, be on you, Mal. Like, Terry will, you, tell, mate. will tell you yeah, that Margate was shit this season. <laughs> uh, their, their team represented the state of their of their ground. That that ground is falling apart. Um, so hopefully Mark build a house on that one. But, we, you know, all those... <laughs> they're in the Kent Senior Cup final tonight. Yeah. They'll be in. They'll be in the Kent Senior League soon. But um, <laughs> no, honestly, like the, you know, the performances against teams that that are experienced at that level and, and higher, um, and the performances Billericay had to put in to get to get results out of us. Um, and really, they're probably only I would say maybe three real proper off days over a fifty-game season. It's, it's quite some achievement for someone who's got to organise a bunch of fantastic, you know, semi-pros. And to to get there for them to turn up and play well, you know, pretty much every week is is a testament to them to them all, really. And the rest of the staff, you know. Uh, ben, any moments of the season for you, mate? Uh, plenty of very good trips. Uh, obviously, Bishop Stortford's the one that stands out for us. Um, unbelievable how we can, uh, unbelievable how any any team can turn around from seventeen minutes to go. But the fact that they never they never stop trying. Even, I say when I go back to that game, I always think we shouldn't have been two 0 down in the first place. I thought we um, we competed very well against obviously the champions of the league in the end. So um, and then to go and do that, wild celebrations, and then and you can see by the videos, everybody's seen the TikTok videos, YouTube videos, or whatever videos you want to see the togetherness between the the, the group of players and and the fans, you know, and that's what hurts so much. Like when you get get decisions things will happen like today you look back on those good times and and yeah I mean obviously trips to Lewis and that was good obviously taking six seven hundred over there and that's a proper day out but even like the smaller ones like Bowers last game of the season we had an absolute top day didn't we and yeah Chris can't remember this, <laughs> I can't remember it either oh, I hugged everyone mate oh, I hugged everyone <laughs> I, I, it was, I felt my inner wear room come out <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to eat. <laughs> but yeah, but that's what I mean. Even the small ones like Margate on a Tuesday night, you know, and that is, that is, they've given us such a, a great couple of seasons, haven't they? You know, it's, yeah. I, I've, I've enjoyed every single moment of it. It's, it's been quite new for me, really, the last sort of season, particularly the last season and a half. I've, I've seen a lot more. Um, but compared to you boys, you've seen, seen a lot more than what I have. But I've I've enjoyed it. I've so, so many days out, so many, even just the sociable drink with the players after the games in the bar, having a chat with them. And it's something obviously, obviously, I see a lot of Premier League football, but I don't get that with my club. But I love that side of things with doing it with Hastings, you know. And and we've we've there's been a decent bond there between everybody, and it just feels like it's been taken away today, you know. Yeah. What's in my mind is what was the away game it was only a few games ago where uh, me and Ian did that dance for us fans do you remember yeah and I, I did do. It on camera he danced for you I think it was one I missed actually was it something like Brighton Sea Region uh, yeah it might have been I, I, well, I was there I saw, the, 
That's all great, mate. Which one? Brighton and Sea Regent was an absolute great trip. Did I what, go that not, one? Probably not. That's why it was a good trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really good. Ginger it was such a good trip. And I was gutted they went down, actually. I was looking forward to going back the next season. It's probably the nicest set of home fans and people in the town you're likely, likely to meet. Um, bags out as we are walking along. Yeah, all down the road, all down the road up towards their ground, they got their Brighton Sea Regent flags out of people's windows. It's, yeah. It felt like, obviously, it was a cup final because Hastings were in town. But, uh, yeah, yeah. lots of people up there. That's another one was 2-0 down as well, wasn't it? 2-0 down and 1-3-2, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Second half team, quick. Oh, I don't know the amount of times I've heard that. Jeez. <laughs> so, Mal, can he, any games, particular moments that stuck out for you, mate? Let's try and end this on a smile. Oh, really? Don't say about um, eating my programme. No, not really. The whole season has been a, a good season. And I think the the one I remember is going to Folkestone very early on. Was it second, third game of the season? Mm. Um, and like I say, when I first said at the beginning of the season, there's a lot of clubs in here that have been there um, a long time and that. And I think um, to come away with nil-nil, wasn't it? Um, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. I thought, um, yeah. We should have won that game and see, you know, Neil Cugley kicking um, advertising boards and that, you know, in frustration. And uh, I actually thought we can live with these teams that I've been on about, um, you know, when we went up that we'd struggle um, against teams like that. And I actually thought we, we can we can live with these and, and do well this season. So, and the whole season really, there's no really standout. Um, it's been a few downers, you know, when you, you've you gone to grounds and thought, well, we could do well here yeah, we, and we need to do well and we should do well. Carl Shorten was one of them where, you know, 11 players didn't turn up. But, yeah. you know, there's, um, there's football. You know, and it's um, yeah. Every every game has been a high, really. So, and I just look at it as an overall season rather than individual games. But yeah. Um. Who else is uh, John? John Gale? No. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't go to away games, which is kind of get to them. But um, all the home games I've been to, I've seen more this year than I have done for years, and uh, I've enjoyed every single one, even the ones we've lost. I'm afraid. <laughs> just love the atmosphere. That's mm. all down to you guys behind the goal. I don't stand there so much myself now, but it does. You know, the atmosphere is there, and you're the 12th man. End of the story, isn't it? So, yeah, no, I've loved it. I mean, just spent more time wandering around the ground, standing in different places, getting to speak to fans I didn't even know who existed. I've enjoyed it this year. Yeah, yeah the whole thing. Brilliant. That's what it's about, isn't it? It is. It is what it's all about. And, uh, yeah, I think we've got to look at the positives as best as we can at a minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this would have been a very different podcast today of this yeah, uh, this announcement that had to come along so uh, apologies for me just quickly talking about highlights you just mentioned that about walking around the ground the one thing i absolutely adore about coming to this this ground is that it, it's a family and yeah. uh you know sometimes you don't like all your family i must say um so but <laughs> you, get, you, you get on with them you find a yeah. way you find a way to get on with them um and it's a it's an absolute joy coming to the ground i mean you know, I've got a shout out, Nick, Joe, um, you know, Ray, Rob, even um, Mr. Kev Towner, Kev Towner, who bought around last week. I must, I don't know if I mentioned that. There's so many, mate. Sir Keith Wareham, Howie, shout uh, out, mate. Matty, a shootout, a shootout for Howie, um, you know, Matty, uh, Disney Matt. Um, and to be, to be fair, as well, right? All, all the teenagers um, and kids who come behind yeah. the goal and yeah. absolutely love it, it's all massively part of it. Um, they make apps. They make loads of noise. 
They do. Uh, and they had a future of the support of the club and the fact they're coming behind the goal and enjoying it and having a good time, t- clearly telling their mates. A few of them have said to me, I put it on my Snapchat story and now my mates want to come and turn up. Yeah, and you know, gen- generally they're really well behaved as well. We haven't seen any- they are. We've got, we got, we got a good group. Um, we've got a good culture for younger fans behind our goal as well, I which some other clubs don't have. <laughs> um, we, we certainly do. Uh, and it's something to be something to be proud of of what we've got. Yeah, and they and they, they come behind there and sing as well. Like even it's like more people getting involved with the singing as well. It's, it's, um, what's, what's the two, the, um, the the couple that come on the, the away games together? They're in a, oh, the Millers. They, no, they got the two, they've always got two pints in around each. You know <laughs> the ones. I mean, I can't I can't remember their names, but they go they go all the time and they they're well involved with the singing and all that as well now. And I say like the even the young ones as well. Obviously, the they, they get involved. Um, it's it's just a bigger atmosphere, isn't it? Whatever, whoever wants to get involved, it makes it better for everyone. Yeah. You remember Ben and Chris? Do you remember the where we got on the coach and were surprised to see that Harold ship? Was was Harringay? Harringay. Oh my god! Side to side, and then Chris had that back up in oh, concert, oh. and we had to get Harold Shipman to stop. Yeah, I was about a urinate on um, Vernon. <laughs> Vernon remembers that. <laughs> well, we've, all, we've, all, we've all urinated on Vernon. Go on, but, sorry. In, a, in, in a way, it's a good job you didn't try and go for a piss on that coach because uh, with the amount of whiplash we had on that journey, <laughs> you, you got no chance. Your heads are going everywhere. You've got no chance in trying to keep a straight piss. Let's be honest. Uh, have a quick, yeah. uh, quick shout out for Andy as well. Andy Q. Yeah, up yeah. in the PA. I know he said it a few times during the season, but he, yeah, he's made that better, hasn't he? That's improved a lot. Obviously, Smithy on the Twitter. Uh, who else do we shout out? Rob French uh, running the coach. Yeah. French, yeah. Bloody yeah. difficult circumstances. We, God, spoke, yeah. we spoke a few weeks ago about what can we do, what would make more people go to more games, and particularly away games. And it is cost. It's hitting a lot of people for going to games home and away. And what Rob has put on this season and got, you know, more people to games than we would have had is brilliant. And I think as a club, as a fan base, as a supporters club, we need to look at how we can support Robin doing that next season to yeah. get people away. Because it's uh, basically a public service he's been running um, uh, sort of brilliantly, really. And, it, you know, it's, it's a difficult job. Yeah, well done, Rob. And yeah. even even not getting the coaches, at least there's been games where we've just at least managed to get a minibus. So at least it's something yeah. to get there. Obviously, a lot of us go by train to a few of them as well. But if, if you're not getting the coach, you're still getting the numbers to fill a fill a minibus. It's it's a credit to obviously Rob and for doing it, basically doing it under his own back in in a way, really, isn't he? He's just um, shout out to the Westbrooks as well. They go a lot, yeah. don't they? So oh, yeah. Good lads, they they started yeah, yeah. they started singing a lot more as well. Talking of singing, uh, Gina, Shannon, big shout out to them. Uh, the Histeds, wonderful. I'm, I'm looking brothers. forward to. I'm looking forward to the culture clash when Hastings United and our and our minibus rock up to Dulwich Hamlet away. Oh. I am, there's a documentary in there somewhere, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to going there and taking three points because we will. That's one we're going to win. Uh, and uh, on a positive note, I mean, there's a a lot of excitement. If if we know we're on a reduced budget, you know, not not got the the same, uh, you know, players um, that have done so well in this in this league. But we've got a lot of local lads and a lot of academy people that have worked their way up. And 
every game will be exciting if we're we're fighting for points that are going to maybe keep us up at the end of the season. You, you know, there's it's 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 going to be an interesting season. I think bag a positive note from it. On the, on the, I'll change it to the negative slightly. I just, my, my biggest worry is obviously the influence of the Meany and, and Gary that, that we could lose it, lose a few. And Yeah, we, we obviously try, want to try and keep the, the, the core of what we've got now, but it's going to be hard, I think, because they're, they're, um, they're big influence people yeah. around around the club and they they're, 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 a lot of them, they're, they're why they're, they are there, to be honest. Yeah. So that's my worry is um, we, we could lose a few. but Talking of losing a few... Uh, what's Craig up to? What's Craig up to, Malcolm? You can oh, tell I've me. Been, I've been waiting for an hour. Yeah, for that one. I know. I know. Uh, I still don't know, mate. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if I get on BN Sports in about 20 minutes, you'll be on talking about it. Do, do we say goodbye to you now, Malk? Yeah, do we say goodbye? <laughs> I, I say goodbye not. to love. I hope not. Personally, I hope not. Yeah, you know, because I've enjoyed um, no, the couple of to seasons me. he's been always... down there and. And not only that, you do uh, a paper program, and Marley Marley loves the program. <laughs> he said he can't go to a club that does digital ones. He's starved to death. Can't hit the internet. Oh, yeah. You snuck it in, didn't you? Uh, you snuck it in. And he loves a beer to wash it down. Yeah, with. Yeah. Unbelievable <laughs> stuff. He avoids, yeah. a, he avoids a question like a pro, doesn't he, Art Matt? Yeah, he does, yeah. Have you considered a role on the board? Put it. Put it this way, he's under contract for another year, so he can't really um, go anywhere. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Football's a funny world, especially yeah, at this level. You know, tell, it's, tell him um, to get his manager's hat on. I was just about to say about the manager's job. <laughs> Do we just get yeah. centre backs and then they just turn into manager? That's what's going to happen, isn't it? So that's what's going to happen. That's it. Bin Omara, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, manager. <laughs> that's the that's the system, isn't it? Oh, why not? Breffo. What about Breffo? Nah, he's gone, isn't he? He's gone, isn't he? He'll be he's gone. gone. He's gone. Come on, Malk. Speak up. Come on. I think everyone knows. Is he gone, isn't he? Is he gone? gone? I think it would probably depend on who comes in, wouldn't it? And yeah. Well, it... Uh, one more shout out, Kenny Pogue. Forget he got promoted, didn't he, with Lid? Oh, yeah. It was superb stuff. So we might we might forget yeah. him either. He might be a good manager too. Is he is he being joined by Sammy Adams, Malk? No. No? Well, at Lid. Yeah. No, not as far as I know. Yeah. No, I don't think I so. A, I thought he had a strong rumour that he was going to lead. No. 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 Okay. I haven't heard that one. I don't deal with Sammy. He's too old. He won't make me any money, mate. <laughs> yeah, you missed that boat. <laughs> yeah. Missed that one a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, Tim, Tim Reeves. Yeah, Is I he did Tim. The coaches? Did yeah. you have mentioned Tim? Yeah. Oh, we can't we can't forget uh, the old stain boy Charlie. Charlie, he's <laughs> always got stains on his t-shirt, hasn't he? I thought that's who you meant. Everywhere he goes. When you said two bloke with two pints, I thought that was it, Charlie Smith. Charlie oh, Smith. <laughs> it, 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 it would have to be Foster's though. He don't drink nothing else. Oh, no. yeah. Well, if he drinks too much, what happens? He, falls, he doesn't fall over that easily. <laughs> he, to be honest, he fell he fell on the train, didn't he? Coming back from about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, also, don't forget the Millards. They, Millards they're everywhere. 100%. Such loyal fans. They're all the time. There's too many. There's so many. So many. We've got such a good such a good fan base all around the ground. And we're one of those clubs, actually, when we're away from home, our fan base like to be around different parts of the ground, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, when we, if we don't score away, sometimes don't realise how many, how many we've actually got around the ground. 
So when you when the penalty miss at Horsham, when they missed their last minute penalty, you realise how many Hastings were actually around that ground and how many hundreds we took all over the place we are. So looking forward to more of that next season, whatever happens. And Ollie's Ollie designed that flag and, and I think it it made a good statement, you know, because um but tried to hide it, didn't I, John? Pardon? I tried to hide it, didn't I? <laughs> didn't I, you nutcase? Go on, go yeah. carry on. <laughs> I could queuing on bloody nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> and important, important, importantly on that is um, the fact that um, no matter what else was going on at the club behind the scenes, we we stuck with um, what we was going to do with regards to um, backing the team throughout ninety minutes. Where at times where we we've we've been angered about one or two things, but we did we didn't want to do it at the games and. And it was important that the teams got the the full support from us, and and we did and we did that, and I think and like so, so I was going to actually ask Malk about about that about um, has anything that as fans done affected events like what's happened today? No, no, not at all. No, it's nothing to do, nothing to do with the fans. Um, in fact, the opposite, if anything, you know, as we said earlier, you know, the fan base at Hastings compared to anyone else at this level and higher, you know, it is great. And um, you you have the odd one or two and every fan asks questions and, you know, and and you get that wherever you go. So, no, it's not. That, that's good to know. I, I was just thinking where, you know, Bishop Stortford and many other places, where do the... Where do the players run to celebrate their goals? You know, that's a real sense of unity there, not only with the players on the pitch, but the with um, Gary and Beanie as well. It's it's been great to be part of, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and and as and as fans, whoever comes in, we we obviously want to kind of follow that ship really, and um, be on that on that on board with that again really because I think as fans there's not there's nothing better than having a manager um that appreciates the fans and the players appreciate the fans and have that connection. Like I'm obviously lucky now that I waited a long time with, with with having it with Arsenal but I've got I've also got it with Hastings and and moving forward, however way the club does move forward with regards to whatever happens behind the scenes, with regards to the new manager coming in you you want to keep that going really because we've got that unity togetherness between the, the um, management that we've had now. We want to want to keep going now really to be honest. And thank you, Chris. All season now you can have a break. Don't end. Yeah. Don't say yeah. it's the last one. No, 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 it's not the last one. But have it's a break. Last one. But, I, I, do, I do need a break. I'm a big shout to everyone that's appeared on this. Uh, all the different guests. Uh, lots of lovely fans uh, that have come on from other clubs. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to have all of you that chaps on. And it's a pleasure with all my dealings with the fan base, because you know what I'm like, I start hugging everyone. So I've never had a hug. So if you're still here in the preseason, I'll give you a big hug. I'll right, still Matt? be here. Yeah. I'll still be here, mate. You're good. We so, when a goal goes in, if you're within 100 metres, you're in very much in danger of a hug from Chris. He just goes, <laughs> he goes for a long wander. But it's not a very good hug because he doesn't have any arms. Oh, no, his arms have never been photographed. So yeah, yeah, he doesn't have any. Look, Scott, White, make... Scott White definitely won't get that snap. Right, look, you're going into John Wheel's conspiracy theories here. I'm not going there about Scott White and his agenda against me. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
At least we're finishing on a high and a, and yeah, a, a, bit of a laugh and a joke after a bad day, really. Actually, Chris, it, I've got to spill the beans. It was Scott White that asked me to hold that flag up in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm, unlike Ben Bennett, who uh, has to be in every picture. Why do you always have to bring this up? In Even in Gary Elphick's resignation, there he is, <laughs> his big face right there. It's like Forrest Gump. I bet he's in that picture behind his head, didn't he? He's done picture? it. He done it deliberately, though, Chris. That was his. That was his farewell. Um, yeah, he's. A, I could just see my arm, though. Did you see it? You see my arm, but yeah. Anyway, we won't go there. Right, chaps. Uh, Windy, uh, John Wills, George, Malcolm, and uh, photo bomb Bennett. Have a, uh, see you next season. Let's see how it goes. But see you next season. And Chris, well done. See you in the summer. Cheers, Have a great summer. Cheers, lads. Gary. Cheers, John Meany. See you later. Yeah. Cheers, guys. John. All of you listening, have a fantastic break. See you in the preseason. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block, full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment, or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week, and see you at the game. <laughs>